0: I'm good excited that football is on the horizon Tom I mean we're right around the corner and then it's go time it's time to get underway in a, a full season
1: ahead and I want to talk about the uh, the exhibition game tomorrow night but I first want to begin with Dak and I think everybody talks about Dak right now <laughs> what was your your thoughts your impressions when you heard hey we're going to back this thing down some more
0: you know, it was a little bit uh, worrisome, I-, I would say, at-, at least for anybody who was hearing what Mike McCarthy said, because initially he said, yeah, we, we had a bit of a-, a step back. And then he kind of stopped and he clarified. He goes, not a setback. It's a step back, uh, taking a more conservative approach so that way it doesn't turn into anything bigger. And initially the, the reports around this, at least from the team and from the training staff and uh, the the coaching staff as well were that this was a minor injury and this wasn't necessarily a lot to worry about. Oh, Dak was saying he could have played through it. If it were in the middle of a game, he just wanted to be careful. But now whenever words like that step back and conservative approach and being careful and something bigger, all of these buzzwords start flying around in the air in Oxnard, California, it starts to get a little worrisome. You get nervous and, and, and anxious about whether or not Dak is is truly going to be ready to go whenever week one comes around. But we're still over a month away, at least at this point, a month and five days or so until the actual opener. That's one of the benefits of having having the extra preseason game that the Cowboys will play tomorrow is that there's a lot of time until he needs to be ready for the regular season. So I think that's more of what the message ended up being is that they wanted to be careful – Instead of throwing him into harm's way.
1: Well, with being care, with being careful, with Dak, that does give the other three the the snaps, and I think we're going to learn a lot more about the other three, and and we're going to find out whether or not there's a guy in camp right now that could be the guy if Dak is, if ever goes down, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what you're going to look for tomorrow night in, in Canton. Is the fact that Garrett Gilbert's going to get the first? Team snaps. He has been, at least at the moment, head and shoulders above where both Ben DiNucci and Cooper Rush have been throughout the training camp practices that we've seen. And there, there's a good reason for that. He played better last year when he actually went up against the Steelers in his one start last year uh, in the absence of both Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton. And he stepped in that role as an NFL veteran. He's been around these organizations for quite some time. Finally has a chance to really get to know this offense, to get to know the players he's playing with. And he even said the other day that he is very comfortable now with the first-team guys because these are the guys he's been with. And, of course, he likes playing with the extra talent rather than maybe sticking with the, the second second team and, and guys like that. But I think we're going to learn a lot about what Ben DiNucci brings to the table. We've at least seen Cooper Rush in, in, a, in a preseason before. He played in the Hall of Fame game back in 2017 whenever he was the backup uh, to Dak Prescott at that point. We haven't really seen Ben DiNucci yet. We saw him, of course, in the Philadelphia game on Sunday Night Football last year in the primetime with a short week of preparation. And things didn't necessarily go right. It it seemed like everything kind of snowballed for DiNucci in the wrong direction last year. And and he hasn't been impressive in practices here. But who knows? When the lights come on, maybe he's a gamer and he can turn it into something that you want to see from a developmental quarterback. It's not like he's fighting – uh, for that second string spot but he's he's definitely fighting to try and stay on the roster and at least be somebody this Cowboys offense can develop
2: with all that being said though Kyle did it spark the conversation of the Cowboys may want to look at a break the glass quarterback in case of emergency
0: yeah I think that's really I mentioned Garrett Gilbert Ward and and I think he's not necessarily competing against the other two guys he's not competing in ben, against and ben and Cooper Rush for the second spot. He's competing with the rest of the NFL going into this preseason. Garrett Gilbert's got to impress over some of the other guys that may come th- come free, and I- I'm sure Dallas is keeping an eye on some of these other quarterback competitions happening throughout the NFL. I mean, take a look at what's going up in Chicago. You have your backup from a year ago, and Andy Dalton going up against Nick Foles, and oh, by the way, here's first-round draft pick. Uh, Justin Fields thrown into the mix as well. I mean, not all three of those quarterbacks, at least it, it seems not all of those three quarterbacks are going to be on the roster when the regular season comes around. So if it is in case, like you said, a break glass in case of emergency type of quarterback situation, they want to feel comfortable with Garrett Gilbert. I think right now that answer is yes, but man, he's going to be under some uh, some tight evaluation over the next couple of weeks to make sure he is indeed ready to be that guy if anything should happen when
2: you get to canton tomorrow night what are some of the positions that that you're looking at as far as cowboys because you're not going to see a lot of the first teamers we know that but there is some got to be some positions that are really intriguing right now is it linebacker is it defensive back is it the offensive line that are really going to have some battles on the field tomorrow to kind of solidify maybe that backup or maybe even a starter?
0: Yeah, I think the offensive line is the first one that came to mind for me because you bring back guys like Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith into the mix after they missed multiple games in in 2020. Collins will be in Canton, and he is expected to play a good amount uh, amount of snaps. So I'm intrigued to see how he looks. Uh, Of course, Tyler Biotis, who's also a starter. Carter Williams will be out there as well. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith not making the trip, so we won't get a chance to see them initially. They've been dealing with a couple minor injuries throughout training camp so far, and they've missed a couple practices. And so Mike McCarthy just said it's best to leave them behind um, and, and get some reps for some of these young guys. But the depth of the offensive line has been a concern the last couple of years. I mean, we really saw it last year you mentioned break glass in the case of emergency ward. It was just break everything last year because there's nothing, <laughs> nothing behind the starting offensive line. And I think that was a, an added point of emphasis this off season. Connor McGovern has had a, a really good off season. Terrence steel at the same time. Those are two guys that I think will get a ton of snaps tonight and get a chance to play in front of a really, really good Pittsburgh front seven. It's still yet to be seen whether or not TJ Watt uh, will play, but, I mean, Pittsburgh's been a team that has had a nasty front seven in each of the last six or seven seasons. I mean, they lead the league in sacks with 337 since 2014, and that's not just one or two guys. I mean, that is a multitude of players that are able to put a, a pressure on opposing offenses, and I think that offensive line is going to have to stand up against that tonight Kyle, or tomorrow night.
1: I'm sorry, Kyle. You, 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 we, we've talked a lot about Dak, obviously, and for, and, and for good reason, but there's other guys that uh, – that are still got those lingering injuries and, and that are coming along and coming along slowly like an Amari Cooper I mean what, what's his status right now
0: he's getting back in the game action he still feels like he is he's going to be ready to go uh for the week one game against Tampa Bay we actually talked to Amari an extensive uh, amount of time yesterday uh, and he felt good about it he kind of talked about the ankle injury it was a It was a right ankle injury that bothered him last year when they went in for surgery. They realized that there was something else, and they removed some bone spurs. And so there was a little bit of an added part of that procedure, and it's basically bone swelling that he's had to deal with uh, the the last couple of months. And that's kind of what he's working back from. He said he is running routes now, uh, which is something he didn't do throughout the offseason. He looks good. I think running these routes, there's no noticeable limp. He's just kind of taking things slow, taking things easy. And the Cowboys said that both he and Demarcus Lawrence uh, will probably not see any preseason action until we get back to Texas. So, of course, you got the Hall of Fame game tomorrow, and then next Friday they take on Arizona uh, in Arizona. So, once they return to Texas, I fully expect Damari maybe to get mixed into the mix or put into the mix there. And then Demarcus Lawrence... Uh, was activated off of Puplis yesterday, but he did not make the trip to Canton. So we may see DeMarcus even before then.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going, Tom. Kyle and I, Kyle, Ward and I are just kind of bannering back and forth. I, I was just thinking about Amari Cooper. If he is at 100%, this Cowboy receiving core could be an elite receiving core. It could be maybe the best in the NFL, don't you think?
0: I absolutely agree. I mean, Michael Gallup, uh, of course, he's going to be a deep threat again as long as Dak Prescott remains healthy. And uh, if Prescott can remain upright, that makes Ma- Michael Gallup uh, a bigger threat than he was last year when playing with a couple of those backup quarterbacks. As far as Ceedee Lamb, he's going to get his feel. Uh, I feel like he's going to be one of the better receivers, I think, in the NFL. It's it's almost like as this as if the sun's coming up in the morning you're going to see a, a spectacular CeeDee Lamb grab at your Cowboys training camp because it happens every single day. There's something that he does that just drops the jaw of, of everyone watching, and, and, and it's not just the spectacular grabs. I mean, he's doing everything fundamentally sound. He's doing everything right. He's staying up off the ground. He's making, making plays, but he's also making it look easy for the most part. So I think there's a lot of excitement around CeeDee Lamb. And then Amari said it yesterday. He's going to do – everything he can to be the best version of Amari Cooper. He wants this to be the best season he's had yet. So if he's 100%, he's thinking he wants to be 110% or 120%. So I think you can expect really big things out of this receiving core. I think they have a bit of the chip on their shoulder as well after a disappointing year a year ago um, with all the expectations around that offense. And, of course, there was only so much you could do without Dak Prescott, but now that Prescott's back, I think they're all three just chomping at the bit uh, to really improve upon the campaign they had a year ago.
2: Kyle Yeomans, Dallas Cowboy Network, with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, under Dan Quinn, does this defense look like it's running smoother? And what I mean by that, are they flying to the football and, and not looking like they have to think so much under this system?
0: Man, you took the words right out of my mouth, Ward. It's like you've been watching practice or something out here in Oxnard. I wish you would have because you would see the same thing. Uh, They are flying to the ball. They're keeping things simple. And Dan Quinn, I think, is having a lot of fun, not only just relieving a lot of the stress on the defensive side that was there and lingered over from a disappointing year in in 2020, but he's also been so hands-on that I think the players take that as a refreshing change. And and they go out there – knowing that if they, they they play to the best of their ability or they at least give all the effort that they can going to the football and flying around, if they do something wrong, they're going to hear about it from Dan Quinn because he knows what he's doing. He's been around great defenses up in Seattle and, of course, uh, during his time in Atlanta as well. So I think it's been a change that has been much needed for this defense, and I think you've seen already the, the fruits of his labor of coming in, being so hands-on speaking to some of these young prospects and and guys that this this Cowboys defense has invested in the the last couple of years, like a Micah Parsons and a Trayvon Diggs uh, and and that defensive line as well. I think you're going to see a lot of improvement out of this Cowboys defense, and uh, I think you're going to start seeing that maybe as soon as tomorrow night against the Steelers.
1: Okay, Kyle, I about fell out of my chair when I saw an interview with Mike McCarthy, and he said – Everybody, hold on. He said the defense was ahead of the offense. (laughs) Now, hang on a second. He said the defense was ahead of the offense. uh Uh-huh. Are you buying or are you selling?
0: I'm buying. Really? Right now. Yeah, I'm buying. And and the reason why is I I think it's also kind of what we talked about a minute ago is without Dak Prescott, and without this offensive line, the thing doesn't go as easily as as it should and Dak's been held out of four practices now because of the shoulder injury. Um, The the offensive line hasn't had Zach Martin, hasn't had Tyron Smith, the entirety of their their snaps as well. The other day, I I mean, there was one drive where Zach Martin was in the entire time, and it was a noticeable difference. I mean, Zeke had a wide open hole on back-to-back plays, and Zeke was able to explode through it for what not only was a first down, but more than 15 yards per pop on each of those two runs. So there is such a difference with those three guys, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Dak Prescott in the mix. And for the most part, those are the ones that have missed the majority of their time in Oxnard so far. So I think it, by default, says the defense is ahead because the defense has been very healthy, even without DeMarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory on the other side of the defensive end spot has had one of the more impressive camps I think out of any individual here in Oxnard so I think right now I would agree with Mike from what I have seen and the energy that they have on that side of the ball and the confidence they're starting to have I think defense is certainly ahead of the offense they had back-to-back play- or practices Tom where there was four interceptions from the defense and then they backed it up with five the next day in team drills and so I think this defense is flying around. I think they have a lot of confidence in what Dan Quinn brings to the table as a coordinator, and I think it is. It's going to be a changed defensive unit from 2020 to 2021, and if not, that's going to be a pretty big disappointment. Kyle,
2: one of the things last year, Bones uh, did a lot of things on the special teams, took some chances maybe when he should have, maybe when he shouldn't have, but tomorrow night we're going to get our first look at live special teams, and that's a place where some of these guys – can actually make the roster if they do good on special teams do you expect him to take some chances again this season or is he going to be more close to the cuff throughout the season do you think
0: you know i think there's only so much you can do to slow down what coach fossil bones fossil can do uh, because he wants to do the craziness he wants to have some creativity kind of sprinkled into his special teams units he did it the entire time that he was in LA with the Rams as well as the special teams coordinator. So I expect to see it. I, I think he even said it that he's never going to go back on some of the decisions that he made. He just thinks that he could have done it in a smarter way. And he thinks that he, he's kind of gone and done some self-reflection as well. And in, in what some of the play calling was from a year ago, the ones that did not go as well as he had earlier anticipated, but I think you'll see a little bit of the creativity but it may not be as in serious of moments i mean one that sticks out to me was the thanksgiving game against washington i mean that was a that was a blunder of of a huge magnitude from from john fossil's perspective so i think you're going to see a little bit of a dial back there but especially in the preseason season like you said he wants to get looks at some of these guys that can make the team via special teams and and i think you're going to see everything you've got from john fossil early on to maybe see if uh, maybe test some of these younger guys who were going to be in those spots
2: you mentioned Zeke a few minutes ago and going into camp there was a lot of talk of he's revitalized he's re-energized he may be a different looking guy he's slimmed down how has he looked to you throughout this first couple of weeks of camp
0: he's looked really good he's, he's been every bit as slim as what he's been advertised he's talked about going down a couple of pounds. He's been in a great mood. He's been having fun out there. Him and Tony Pollard have a bit of a competition going back and forth between each other, not in terms of the depth chart, but just in terms of running the football. They get at each other and, and push each other to get better. But I think you're going to see a quicker, more elusive, shifty Zeke this year than you did last year. And, and I, I think I've mentioned this on your show before, but it's just because I think they're going to expect him to do different things. They want him to be more of a receiver. Out of the backfield, they want the the explosive runs more so than just eating up carries like he has the last couple of years. So I think you're going to see a a quick Zeke, a slim Zeke, and a, a fun Zeke at the same time, which is a good thing for that locker room because when he's loose and he's having fun, I think everybody else can kind of follow along.
1: Hey, Kyle, thanks, uh, man. We do appreciate it, uh, and uh, thanks for the insight as always. Enjoy the game tomorrow night; should be a lot of fun and. We look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Absolutely, guys. As always, let me know when you need me.
1: All right. That is.